welcome to the Yal Mega Podcast, where we delve into the inspiring stories of entrepreneurs, motivational coaches, and business leaders. Join us as we hear about their journey to success and the challenges they face along the way. We'll uncover their secrets to perseverance and determination and gain valuable insights into what it takes to reach your goals. The journey may not be beautiful, but it is always purposeful. So sit back, relax, and be ready to be inspired by those who have dared to dream big and make it a reality. Hey, 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 everybody. What's up? This is your man, Al Mega. Welcome to the Al Mega Podcast, The Amp. Today, we have an amazing guest that has had one crazy journey. I mean, me, me just reading his bio, you know, salute to Podmatch and Big Al on that side, <laughs> uh, for real, for, for making this connection. Uh, today, we have the CFO of Next Level University. It's a global top 100 podcast. I mean, and talk about consistency, and we're going to learn that it's important later. I mean, Homie has over 1,250 episodes and over 750,000 plus listens. Okay, multi-six-figure show. I mean, Homie is doing it. The one, the only, the multi-talented, the very inspirational. Woo! Kevin <laughs> Barbieri! Hey! What's happening, buddy? <laughs> Thank you uh, thank so much you for, for the kind words. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it very much. Well, uh, my my brother, you seem to be on an amazing journey, and, and I just uh, doing your journey, you know, onto yourself, but sharing that experience and, and blessing others with that knowledge, and mm-hmm. you know, helping them also, you know, reach a level of success, I you know, on that road. So, so thank you for even doing that. Of That's course. some good work. So, salute to you. Thank you. Applause, you. Know, Thank you. A big whipper. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I think, I don't know. Sometimes I think that we assume we have very unique lives, all of us. Nobody will ever live your life the, the same way you have, but there are Absolutely. common things that happen. So I think it's important to share your message because you never know what somebody else is going through. They might resonate with it. So it's always worth it. Oh, absolutely. So talk a bit about yourself, Kevin. Uh, let us know where you hail from originally. I originally hail from a small town called Uxbridge, Massachusetts, that most people have never oh, heard of. Oh, no way. I used to live in Blackstone. We were neighbors. Oh. Okay. Okay. It's out of Blackstone. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's close. That's only what ten, fifteen minutes away. Not even. Yeah. I, I went to the court over there. Yeah. Don't ask why. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's where I was born and raised. I I didn't have like anything crazy happen in my childhood. I was raised by my mom and my grandmother. I didn't know my dad. I didn't meet my dad until I was twenty seven. So that's obviously oh, wow. Wow. a big part of my life. But okay. yeah, I I don't know. It's interesting, Al, because I think. You know, when you see somebody who's doing what they love every day, you, maybe you think that they like reverse engineered their life for that. I didn't. I fell into podcasting and then we just kept going. And now we kind of are where we are today. And I'm just, I'm grateful for that. So let's talk a bit about you growing up though. I mean, um, how did you even find podcasting where you, where you're at? What, what, what happened and at what stage in life did that happen? Yeah, I was, I was probably like 20. 2017. Yeah. So I was probably like 26 and I had a buddy who he had me on his YouTube channel. We were just going to talk about fitness and life. And I was like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what value I'm going to add, but I'm I'm happy to 
to bro out and talk hey, about. Hey, I'll it. be on video live. Oh, yeah, fun. yeah. And and it was like, all right, cool, let's do it. And after we did the interview, I said to him and I said to one of my other buddies, listen, imagine if you could do that for a living. I mean, that hour and a half went by in what feels like 15 minutes. If I could do that every day, that would be the best life I can imagine. So well, a few, uh, you know, a few weeks later, a month later, I, I ordered all the equipment and I had myself a, a podcast. And that was it. Like once I started, <laughs> I I actually felt like I was doing something of value, you know, to uh, I'll let you people. even start though. Cause you saw the YouTube, but YouTube is YouTube. Podcast yeah. is a podcast because there is a differentiation. So what did you do? Were you going vidcasting? You know, that 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 marriage? I mean, how mm. did how did you even start? How did you even know how to start? Even? <laughs> I, I mean, just what? lived lived on Google. So in the very beginning, Google University, baby. Google University. <laughs> I went home and I was like, "All right, what what is like the lowest common denominator to get started with? Like, what do I need? What is the lowest barrier to entry?" So I googled how to start a podcast, and it was like, "You need the artwork, and you need to do an intro, and you need to do an outro, and all these things." For me, it was just like, "Tell me what equipment to get, and I'll just try to like wing the rest of it." So I just started with a microphone that plugged into my laptop. I had no mixer, no lights, no cameras. I started as a pure podcaster in the very beginning. And then oh, eventually man, I, you. I had an audio technical USB mic and a uh, Logitech headset. Hey, look at you. That's the one old faithful. That's the baby that started it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We used that for the first, like, I don't know, 500 episodes. And it was, that was, wow. I mean, that's the thing is like, in the beginning, you just have to focus on what's sustainable. It was just, I did what was most sustainable to get started. And then I tried to just improve as I went in the beginning, nothing was happening. I mean, nobody was listening. I, I didn't have any uh, high quality guests or anything. It was just a passion project in the beginning. So that's how it started. It started from, I'm going to have cool conversations with cool people about stuff that I don't really hear talked about enough. And that was, that was it in a nutshell in the very beginning. So uh, how was it for you to even start engaging to try and get guests? Mm. You know, th were you scared at first? How did you overcome that fear if you had any? Yeah, in the very beginning, it's almost like in the very beginning, I think I was way more scared to ask people to come on the podcast because number one, I knew these people personally. And number <laughs> two, I was afraid that they weren't going to enjoy the conversation. So I remember... Yeah. My sixth episode was with a guy, a guy named Dan, and it was somebody I went to like high school with and I hadn't talked to in like 10 years. And it looked like he was doing some cool stuff. He was like in a band and he was doing a, a bunch, you know, so I said, Hey Dan, I know this is super random. You want to come up to my house in New Hampshire and I, I'll interview you on my podcast. Like this is what it's about. And I just had him come to Wait, my house. You were doing them on site right there. This is like before the remote stuff, you were mm -hmm. doing them on site. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Zoom. Yeah. I won't say Zoom wasn't around, but no, I don't. I didn't know about Zoom really. Okay. Like, yeah, that wasn't a thing for me at that. Oh point, man, so. really a pioneer. He had the folks coming <laughs> to the cribs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that it was awesome, right? I know you said you're you're doing a studio yourself. It's like, yeah. it's really hard to replicate. That's a better experience. It's a better experience, and it's a better opportunity to get to know somebody. And there's you can feel somebody's energy. It's just there's a lot of things wow. that. When you're in person, it's just a little bit different. So I do miss that. Now everything is virtual, but yeah, that was it in the beginning. I was just afraid of what my friends would think. And then eventually it's like, 
you get to the point where you shoot so many messages to people to come on the show that you know you're not going to get a response eight times out of ten. So you kind of just you get over that rejection eventually. Okay, okay, but 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 all right. So you started then. You're over twelve hundred episodes in. Mm. So talk about consistency then. I mean, <laughs> how do you keep consistent? But also, why is it so important? Yeah. So number one, I have a business partner, AKA I have built in accountability. I have somebody waiting for me to show up and he has somebody waiting for him to show up. So it's almost like in a way I would have to not only not want to show up, but he would also have to not want to show up. And the odds of that happening are just so low. So we, we definitely hold each other accountable. That's number one. The number two thing is it's not about me. And honestly, like when I say that, I think that should help you be more consistent because it's not about you. It's about the audience. It's about the mission. It's about the purpose. It's about the passion. If you don't feel well, I completely understand, but it's my job to show up and add value to our audience. That's what I've, that's what I've promised, right? I promise that the last thing for us, Al, we have said publicly that our brand is self-improvement in your pocket every single day from anywhere on the planet for free. So it is in our branding that we're going to do seven episodes a week forever. Oh, we've, wow. we've locked ourselves into that. So that's another accountability thing. But it was just the fact that we stopped treating it, and this is a fine line, obviously, but we stopped treating it like a a hobby. And we said, look, we have to treat this like a business. We, I mean, we have to treat this like a business. If you, this happened to me and my wife, we went on vacation somewhere and we were going to get pizza. We go to this pizza place and it's closed on like a Saturday. And we were like, okay, we still want pizza. We're going to go to another pizza place. Number one, we'll probably never go back to the pizza place that was closed. Number two, that other pizza place that was open and was more consistent is going to get our, our money now. And they're going to get our service. Now that's one of the huge things about consistency is you never know when somebody's going to mm -hmm. listen. You never know when you're going to get a big interview. You never know when you're going to get an opportunity. And here's the other thing. When you're consistent, you learn things on level one that you don't end up using until like level 10. There are certain things that I'm teaching other people today that I never thought I was going to teach anybody. I never thought it mattered. But through consistency, I got to the place where it was like, oh, this is actually valuable advice for somebody or this is how I'm supposed to do this. So consistently, uh, consistency not only makes you far better but it gives you the opportunity to use what you're learning in a more impactful way now and later, which I think that's just kind of a invisible piece to consistency that you don't, you don't see unless you've been consistent long enough. No, oh, man. And so let me follow up on that then with this then. So I, I, out of that consistency and recording over 1000 episodes, what's the biggest thing you've learned thus far? <laughs> the biggest thing I've learned from day to day, progress is invisible from year to year progress is impossible to miss i did five episodes yesterday i am no better today than i was oh. yesterday i might even be worse than i was yesterday because i'm tired or whatever but if i look back 365 days ago i am drastically different contrast it takes time to recognize contrast takes a long time to recognize and when i look back five years i don't even recognize us but when I look back five days, nothing really changes. And again, that's the other thing about consistency. You, 
it takes a long time for you to accomplish anything. It takes a long time to climb a mountain one foot in front of the other for a long enough period of time. So that's really what I've learned is if you're looking for progress, if you're looking for contrast, it's going to take a while before you can actually recognize it. Talking about contrast, what's something that you wish you knew earlier in this journey? Yeah, I wish I knew how much I was going to learn about me personally. There, there has been a lot of really hard mirrors of, oh, wow, you are way more insecure about this than you thought. <laughs> or, wow, you're way more afraid of this. Wow, you're a coward in so many So it led you to, to dive into your, your emotion and, and itself yeah. a little bit more. Way more than I expected. I, I didn't, face. I knew I was going to learn. You're going to learn as an entrepreneur. You're going to learn as a business owner. I've learned way more about me than I've learned about anything else, which I think is huge and I think it's drastically important, but there's also a lot of potential pain that comes with that. So I wish I knew how much there was to learn about me and the repercussions of learning about myself. All right. So learn about yourself. Mm. You know, that, 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 that is finding that purpose for me, right? So, you know, how did you or how can someone and how did you find your purpose and how can someone else also dive in to find their purpose? I and, think and doing what you've done. Yeah, I, I think for a lot of us, Al, we we think we need to find our purpose when in reality we're actually looking for a vehicle. And this is all okay. I mean by that. I've always wanted to and I've always enjoyed and I've always found fulfillment in helping others. I think most humans would would get that feeling. I, I enjoy helping other people. And, and was that and that was that again the original attention on restarting the show with, with yep. the purpose of helping? Yeah, there was See? there was zero dollars planned. I didn't care. I was not thinking about money. I was not thinking about fame. I didn't even think you could do any of that. So for me, it was like if one person hears this conversation about how I'm afraid of being rejected, maybe that'll help them. I'm all about that. I want to add value. No. I want to add value to people. No. But yeah. it's interesting because this is what. Of course, of course. This is what happened. I, when I started the podcast, that was me leaning into a vehicle to serve the purpose of adding value. But if I reflect, I look back and I say, oh, I was doing motivational content on you, on Facebook. Before Facebook Lives were a thing, I would record a video on my laptop and upload it to Facebook. I was doing podcasts long before I was doing podcasts. Interesting. Why is that? Oh, I wanted to add value. I remember in high school, I loved doing baseball camps with kids when I was on the baseball okay. team and a captain. I love that. I love adding value. I love teaching. I had to move when I was about to help a, a, a little league team. I mm. donated all my equipment to them that I had, and I had tons of good stuff because I used mm. to play so much with the neighborhood. I used to supply the neighborhood kids yeah. that I grew up with with, with the stuff. Yeah. So just when I was about to start, I had to move. But, I, you know, they were so happy. I got to play at least coach them twice. Mm. Got two wins. <laughs> I, 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 I'm heavy on learning how to bat, folks. Come on, there ain't no pitch in the world that could beat you when you know how to how to bat. Yeah, yeah, but that I mean, doesn't that like, doesn't that represent an ideal human experience? Like you're helping other people. It's amazing the energy behind yeah, it. The it feels smiles, good. the energy, just. This overwhelming sense of yeah of good feeling. Yeah, it's a wonderful energy to experience. Yeah, yeah, and that's like I think that's everybody's. I don't want to say everybody's purpose, but 
in some way, shape, or form, I think we want to improve the quality of life or the world or whatever it is for human beings. When I just, I think a lot of us lack the vehicle. So this is what I say. Instead of focusing on the future of like, what is my purpose? What could it possibly be? I don't know what I should be doing with my life. I would reflect backwards on, okay, when were you the most fulfilled? What are your common themes when you look back? Because you might not be lost with when it comes to your purpose. You might, you might be lost when it comes to your vehicle. A couple questions to ask. What would I find you talking about on a Friday night with your friends? For me, it was self-improvement and weird stuff. Like, what if the <laughs> gravity just decided to take a day off? How weird would that be? Like, we all float out into space. That's the kind of stuff I think about. So, Isn't that weird? weird? I love those type of conversations. Yeah. I, <laughs> we'll dig into it. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's so I was having those conversations and conversations about, you know, if you could do anything in the world, what would it be? Anything. And people would tell me, and it's like, you could do that. That's how it all started. And then, then I would look back and say, okay, in my past, I used to drive a truck and I used to listen to the radio and say, imagine, think of this out. Imagine if you could talk into a microphone for four hours a day and that was your job. Mm. That's what I do now. It's more than four hours a day, probably. But so that was a sign. That was a sign of what I wanted to do. So ask yourself a couple of questions. Number one, what would I find you talking about on a random Friday night if I was just a fly on the wall? Number two, what makes you so incredibly sad that it completely wrecks the experience of what you're doing? So uh, someone I know went and saw the Great Barrier Reef. They said the Great Barrier Reef is actually the Great Barrier Cemetery because of pollution and the environment. <laughs> it made them super, super, super sad. One of their purposes is to improve the environment, right? Wow. That makes that makes sense. And then I like this question. If I gave you a billion dollars and you had to do something in the service of improvement, in the service of the world, in the service of humanity, what would you do? Because a lot of us would say, I'm sip, you know, I'm gonna sip margaritas on the beach. Okay, that's going to get old quickly and it's not necessarily going to improve the world. So if you had to do something you know, in, in terms of improvement and quality, what would it be? Those are a couple of, of questions just to get the ball rolling. But I think you've got to sit with it and you've got to reflect. When were you the I most definitely fulfilled? care about America a little bit and, and take care of the kids here that are in bad situations. Yeah. You know, kid, you know, some cancer research, that will be my goals. Yeah. Right yeah I really and, want to do that so badly and hopefully I can find the lane through this. Yeah. Oh, maybe this, maybe this is the lane. You might already have the lane. Maybe this is it. Or, you know, maybe it's something else you're doing. You never know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I believe, man, we got to help each other. Yeah, that's what's life. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's all so, love. Yeah, make, but yeah, you, you're sharing, you know, and that's what I'm saying. I'm thanking you for sharing because again, you know, people don't tend to share and especially men, right? We don't like to share apparently, <laughs> quote unquote. I mean, why is vulnerability so important then? You know, being able to share and being open with ideas and, and just, feelings and being who we are um i believe a couple of reasons number one i think that vulnerability is a pretty good measure of the quality of your relationships and here's why if you and i are behind the scenes and i don't i'm never vulnerable with you i don't ever tell you how i'm feeling i don't ever tell you what i'm thinking you don't really know me you don't you don't know me you know who i want you to think i am you know the version of me that i we're acquaintances not friends at that exactly point. <laughs> yeah you don't you don't know the real me so number one yeah. is it's going to it's going to drastically improve the quality and the connection in your relationships that's part one 
number two, you're not going to feel as alone because when you're vulnerable, you're sharing difficult truths potentially or scary feelings potentially. But oftentimes you'll find that other people are dealing with the same thing that that you are. Other people are experiencing things in a very similar way to you. And then the other thing is until you admit something to yourself, right, there's a level of vulnerability that comes with that of, you know, I've really been letting myself down lately or I'm upset on the way I showed up or I'm disappointed or I regret or I'm ashamed. Until you admit that stuff to yourself, it's very hard to get rid of it. It's very hard to purge it out. It's very hard to overcome it. So it isn't just valuable in terms of bringing it into reality with other people, but you you got to be vulnerable with yourself because that's really the only way to change. You can you can either change your perception or you can change your behavior. And when you change your perception and just say, "You know what? I don't have feelings. Doesn't matter. I don't regret anything. Whatever." You're not going to change your behavior. But if you're vulnerable and say, "You know, I was on this podcast today with Al and I I didn't give it my best. I regret that." You know, I, I feel bad. I, I was on my phone or I was late, whatever it is. That's you being vulnerable with yourself. And then you can make a change from that, hopefully. All right. So, talk about, you know, so talking about all about this and sharing and all, you, you, you have something else called Next Level University. Yes. So, so, so talk about NLU. You, this <laughs> website, and is that your partner right there you mentioned earlier? Yeah, that's Alan. Awesome! Shout out to Alan. Shout out homie. to Alan. Yeah. So, so talk about it. So what are we talking about here? I mean, you know, you're talking about this drive and what people need to find the vulnerability and share. I mean, are these things that that, that you help us with here and get into the next level in our life? Of course. Yeah. Our our brand really, and it says it right there. We want to help people get to the next level of their life their love, their health, and their wealth. I mean, there's a lot of places you can go and you can learn about finance, but you're not necessarily going to understand like the inner stuff. Like you can learn everything you need to about how to make more money, but if you have a block around money because you grew up in a low income house, it doesn't really solve that problem for you. So uh, yeah, you're right. A low income house is save, 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 not invest and do this. Right. Uh, right. I grew up in that environment. You know, yeah. un- unfortunately with save, 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 get a good job, not be an entrepreneur, this is that. Which, yeah. you know, hopefully this generation is very different in teaching their kids to be entrepreneurs. This is why we see I think so many kids that are in fact TikTok or YouTube millionaires. Yeah. Their parents encourage them, you know, in their creativity to, to you know, get involved and do science. They love yeah. It. Yeah. I, it's really, it's that. It's it's just re- helping people raise their awareness to what's possible for them. And we try to do it in a, in a no ego way. A lot of the self-improvement industry, there's a lot of ego and we're trying not to be that. We want to be two young men who are also trying to figure out with you. We're not perfect. We're far from it. And we just want to help people improve their relationships, make more money and have better mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual health. And so talk about this. How, how can you help us? Cause I see here for them, a group coaching, podcast solutions, web solutions, business solutions. I mean, wow, full <laughs> package here for those, you know, entrepreneurs that are, you know, trying to get their, their feet wet and get involved. So talk about how you could help us with all these different levels in the university. Yeah, when we were trying to figure out how do we turn our podcast into a business, we asked ourselves a simple question. What are the top things that we struggled with that we figured out how to solve that we can help other people solve? 
And that was really how the business ended up creating a, a place where we would make money and we could pour back into the business. So for us, if you want to improve your life, your relationships, your habits, your consistency, you know, you can listen to the podcast, but we also have group coaching. We have one-on-one -on -one peak performance coaching, one-on-one -on -one mindset coaching. We have podcast services where I help podcasters grow their show and make money. We have business services where Alan coaches uh, business owners from wow, somebody nice. who just started to people who are multi-million dollar businesses. So yeah, we set it up, Al, in a way where no matter how much money you're making and no matter how much self-improvement you've studied, there will always be a place for you. Whether it's a free podcast or a free meetup or paying us for help, that's really how we designed it. I love it because, again, being an entrepreneur is definitely a never-ending oh. <laughs> world of learning. You continue to learn each and every day, and it seems you have an extended family. So talk about the team behind us now. I see you have other folks, or is it just you and Alex? No, we have a wonderful, wonderful team. Um, at this point, I think we have, I think we're up to like 16 or 17 people that make it. Whoa. Ooh. Yeah, we're very, we're very blessed. And we, we have brought people on our team that have been in the community because you know, the core values are the same, you know, the core beliefs are the same. So yeah, we, we've brought people on and we're very blessed that they believe in the mission. They believe in us and mostly they believe in their own unique ability to improve. I mean, that's why they want to be on the team because they want to get the benefit of being around Alan and I, and we want to get the benefit of, of them helping us with a mission. So it's a, it's a big win-win for everybody. So are you going to be making any appearances, any events that are coming up that we should be wherever we could meet you or get involved in, in the community? <laughs> I plan on doing, I just did an event in Florida. I spoke at a podcast event. I think I'm, I might be in Which Colorado. Podfest, Pod yeah, I was at Podfest. I love them. Shout out to Chris Comissos. They, they taught me so much in that community. So yeah. shout out to them. That's also how I met Alex from Podmat. So. Yep. Yep. It's a small world. The podcast industry is, it's not a big world. There's, a, you're going to meet everybody if you go to a couple of events. Yeah, but that was, yeah. Yeah, that was I the last it. one. Yeah. It, it's, it was really good. And I, I love meeting people. I, I'm a, Again, I don't go to a lot of events because there's a lot going on in the business. So I, I tend to stay home and sit in the office, but I think I might be going to Colorado in August for podcast movement. No, but I definitely say that podcast is one of the best ones to always yes. go to. I, I, again, one of the best communities ever. Fantastic. So, um, I can't wait. Hopefully you gotta come down to Massachusetts. You coming down to Mass anytime soon? <laughs> At some point, yeah. Like, it's not far, luckily. It's only an hour away. Hour yeah, 15. man. Maybe I have you in my studio another I'll time. Maybe consider to really it go through, through a little bit more of what NLU is and, and, and teach folks really what they're gonna have Alan on too, your partner to, to, to dig in further because this is real. I, <laughs> I love what you guys are doing. And, Thank you. You know, the sharing of the knowledge through the podcast and all. So again, where can people listen to your podcast and, you know, specifically, you know, you say it's every day. Is there a specific time that you drop? Yeah. So we drop seven days a week at 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That way, if you want to wake up with NLU, you can you can listen to us first thing Yo, in the morning. I want to give you a big hug because that's also my same logic behind my website. I love post, it. 3 a.m. So I, I was like, it. yo, you're yep. the first person. I want to give you a big hug. Yeah, like, yeah, yo. <laughs> Somebody finally understands even my logic. I'm posting at that time. All right, yeah. but 
I yeah, if, you're, if you're up early and you want to get better, cool. We'll be, I'm, I'm sleeping at 3 a.m. I get up at like five, so I'll be sleeping, but you can listen to me while I'm sleeping and then, you know, you can get a little bit better. Uh, we're on all the podcast platforms. We're on YouTube. Just search Next Level University and you'll, you'll find our stuff and you'll learn very quickly. A, these are my type of humans. B, these aren't my type of humans. And hopefully, uh, you'll be along for the ride. We'd love to have you. Well, you heard folks better. And, and this, is the, this is my last one here for you. Mm. What's the most powerful? And I mean powerful piece of advice you could give to an early entrepreneur? Uh, I would say focus, focus as much on learning about yourself as you do anything else. That, that the awareness that you gain when you start to understand yourself is an unlock. You figure out like, what are you really good at? What are you not so good at? What are your limiting beliefs? What are your empowering beliefs? You know, that level of understanding is huge. And I think when people start a business, they assume they have to learn about a business or they have to learn about YouTube and you do. But at the end of the day, things usually grow to the level of the leader and you are the leader of your own life. So you got to treat yourself like a leader and learn as much as you can, especially about you. You know, you hear folks dig deep in yourself, you know, find yourself. And that way you could definitely be able to bless others with a hundred percent. And, and, and get it going because when you bless others, let me tell you, the blessings come back tenfold. But don't do it with that intention. Just do it because you really do mean that you want to help. I mean, look at Kevin, man. He, he helping with Alan. You know, again, thank you guys for doing what you do. And folks, again, I've been showing this off. The links are below. Please feel free to visit nextleveluniverse.com. All right. They will help you. They have, listen, they have podcasts, they have community, blogs, software, courses, events, group coaching, all types of solutions for, for, for you, the business entrepreneur. Even if you're just stepping into the game, you need some direction. I think you can't get any better than the next level university because they really will level you up. And of course, you can follow along on Instagram at neverquitkid. I love that name. Wow, fight! Do you have T-shirts with that? Then do you have do you have a mascot? Come on! No, I have I, I have it tattooed. Never quit. Love it. Lo- That's, where it, came. That's where it came from. Yeah, I got my comic crew right here too. To be yeah. to be honest, yeah, I, I mean, I believe it. in it. And yeah, then you need to make a mascot behind that. I love that. That that's a great superhero mascot the never quit kid. I like it. I like it. I'll have to think about it. I'll have to. Re- I'll reach out to you. I Dude. know you know more. About well, I have a lot side. of artists on the team, man. Let me tell you, we can make you an awesome never quit. I like I it. Love that, name. folks. <laughs> don't forget it. That's that's Kevin right here, the never quit kid. You can also follow him on LinkedIn at Kevin Dash Palmieri. All right, show the love. You know, reach out, especially again if you are a young entrepreneur just trying to get a, a foot in the game. These guys will inspire you, motivate you, and help you along in your journey in the best way possible. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Kevin, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I appreciate it. Mi gente, you know what it is. All the links are below. Please follow Corny. You know what I mean? Subscribe. Turn on the notifications. It's the amp. The Almega Podcast. I'm Almega. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Much love. Bye. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Almega Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the insights and stories from our guests. Remember, success is a journey, not a destination. And every step you take, no matter how small, brings you closer to your goals. 
Don't give up on your dreams and keep pushing forward. Until next time, thank you for tuning in and stay motivated.